spoilers ahead. Spoilers ahead. You have been warned. Welcome to another quarter's worth of movie mashing on Max Mike Movies. That's right, this week we promise an arcade of fun. Why? Because we're continuing our series, You Can't Make Me, You Can't Make Me, or, are we still speaking? Or, Video Poker, with an entry from the Sandler Corral of Quality, Pixels. Each week, Max and I inflict a movie on the other, hoping that our film will come out on tops, or bottoms, depending on how you look at it. The movie is our oh, bet. <laughs> you like to look at bottoms, Max? <laughs> I'm not going anywhere near that. Max, as you've just heard, does not go near bottoms. Um, yeah, we're going to end that right now. Okay. Yep. The movie is our bet. At the end of the hand, whoever's movie felt more like a sharp stick to the eye wins that hand. So far, the scores are even up. But as we start our third hand, it's anyone's game. On my right is that wheeler dealer who's never mealy. Max Two-Tone Levine. I don't know. <laughs> hey, Lamont, calm it down. <laughs> Give me some money or I'll play some more. Oh, boy. Deep, deep, deep. Uh, and I am the ripoff king with no lack of spring, Mike Luce. As you may have been able to guess, I literally just wrote that opening while Max was exchanging fluids. <laughs> You're ruining the magic. <laughs> People love to know how things are made, in this case, poorly. Uh, but before we get any further, we have a little business to take care of. We can it be is. reached. Reach us. Reach us at us at MaxMikeMovies.com. You might have guessed that because we have that email address, we also have a website by the same name, which is, of course, www.MaxMikeMovies.com. Oh, that would have been a good idea, having a website. Yeah, isn't it? Mine. <laughs> all mine. Um <laughs> We uh, have there lots of things to, to lust after. Well, not lust after, really, but we have all of our back episodes, our current episodes, and you can leave comments that we will answer occasionally. You can also find us in social media. You can find us twitting, and you can find us feebing at Twitter and Facebook, uh, you know, those social media things. Uh, our handles, our call signs, whatever you kids call them there, are, in fact, Max Mike Movies. Lastly, but not leastly, you can find us on the podcast app of your choice. That is, of course, assuming that you look at the Google or the Apple iTunes podcast app. But again, pixels. Oh, pixels. <laughs> We're going to get to Max's groans in just a moment. But first, we have some trivia. The show. Trivia. No, yeah, this entire movie is 140, 140 minutes of trivia. Yeah, uh, it is a very trivial movie. Max is trying to say that he loved the movie. Loved. Oh, well, well yeah. we don't want to give that away. That's that's the ending part mm -hmm. of our our wonderful show. Uh, the cost of this film, uh, it's hard to tell. Uh, at one point, I saw eighty eight million, and then I saw one hundred and forty five million. And this does Whoa. actually make a difference. Obviously, besides the fact that it's you know plus or minus um, sixty, uh, fifty, whatever million dollars, um, because the take is either a success or not. If the budget was 88 million, the take being 244 million worldwide means success. If it's 145 million, then oh, womp, 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 womp. Yeah. yeah. Um, apparently, well, as there was no sign of a sequel, I'd say, I would say not a success. Yet. 
Uh, I'm going to guess, though, that we're leaning more towards 145. What I read was that mm. there was initially a $151 million budget. They got rebates, I'm guessing, you know, for having shot in certain places. And uh, but then later they it's like, oh, yeah, I guess we should count marketing in that. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to say probably not a success. Hey, Matt Frewer, a fan favorite, is back as Max Headroom, kind of. Kind of. In the past, Matt Frewer always wore makeup to look like he was computer-generated, because back in the late 80s, early 90s, they had nothing that could come close to making it look like, you know, Matt Frewer. Mm. This is the first time Max Headroom was actually CG. All the girlfriends of the... Doesn't help. (laughs) All the girlfriends of Sandler characters have had double V names, like Vicky Vale. Because reasons and possibly stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so all these Sandler girlfriends. <clears throat> Filmed entirely in Toronto. Go, Lise, go. Beauty. And to be fair, it wasn't actually Toronto. It was partially Toronto and just other areas around Ontario. Well, considering I believe it's supposed to be Washington, D.C. <laughs> and New York City. Yes, yeah. yes. Uh, there are Sandlers in this movie. Oh, Plural. There are so many Sandlers. <laughs> There's lots of Sandling going on. Yeah, um, yep. It's almost the Gary Sandling show. Uh, uh. <laughs> this is actually based on a short film, a film by the same name called Pixels. It was by a French director named Patrick Jean. Um, his plot was very simple. Hey, look, video games turning things into pixels. Yeah, his movie, which was 2010, is two and a half minutes. And um, it's probably about, I'm guessing, 50 times better. Partially because it's two and a half minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, after this... All the next Sandler films will move out of those stinky, nasty little theaters and go directly to Netflix. <laughs> that. That's right. That's right. This was the last one. Actually, I thought Jack and Jill was the last one. Eh, this is what IMDb said. So, yeah. and other places I looked said he went straight. It's almost like going straight to video, but, you know, with a little extra N for Netflix. Did you know that a 3D pixel is actually called a voxel? Well... I did not know that. No, there you go. Uh, as you may have been able to tell. Oh, I'm so, sorry. I did not know that, sir. <laughs> yes. <laughs> as you may have been able to tell, the trivia of this film was rather thin and dull. Um, like the movie. <laughs> this has the biggest budget of any Sandler movie to date. Biggest. It's not something to be proud of. Biggest budget, Paul. You know. No. Got some big budget music here for you, Dave. Hey, another fan favorite. Sean Bean does not die in this film. Spoiler. That that is true. He is in the he is in the movie. Okay, he's in one scene. Well, but he doesn't die. But he survives. Yep. <laughs> and for Sean Bean, that's actually a big thing. True. I do not know what it is about Sean Bean, but I it's I, I'd have to look at the percentage, but sadly the percentage of roles he takes in which he dies is very, very high. Mm. And it's too bad because I like yep. Sean Bean, but Yeah. But apparently no one else does. So scores. Uh, IMD rates this as a 5.6. I think that in this case they are being optimistic. I don't know, because mm. I didn't have to watch it. Uh, Them Spoiled Fruits gave it a 16%, Metacritic 27. <laughs> this may be the worst rated film we have yet covered on the show. Not necessarily that we thought was the worst, but the worst rated online. Mm-hmm. And plenty more boring things. Yes. Yeah, yeah, like the entire movie. No, sorry, <laughs> sorry. 
Oh, zing. Uh, right, the plot. Now, so for the plot in this little series, what's going on is that I am going to watch, or I have watched the trailer, and then I try to put together what I think the plot is, and then Max swoops in and says, oh, no, 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 you're missing all the nuance, you're missing all the subtleties, it's really this. So, my, uh, my guess at the plot, Roland Emmerich, a leader of alien species, has decided to take his revenge on Earth for not being able to conquer it many times in the past by sending down a series of ridiculous machines in the shape of old video games because, well, you know. Somehow, only a bunch of old nerds, and Peter Dinklage, can rally their useless skills to help save the Earth from yet another Emmerichian scheme. Lots of things blow up, and somehow, Adam Sandler is our savior, and Peter Dinklage. So how close was I? That's it. Well, honestly, the Roland Emmerich angle would have made the movie so much more interesting. Emmerlicky. Emmerlickian. Yes, it would have been more Emmerlickian. <laughs> Do you feel licked? Yeah, <laughs> uh, in that yes, I need a shower. So yes. Uh, otherwise. That's fairly close. Really? They do well. They, well, they do attempt to give more of a reason. Oh yes. Okay, Such as so, stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, as you see, in the original Pixels, in the short, it's just aliens show up and they look like video. Actually, they don't even say it's aliens. It's just no. video game characters, uh, sprites, characters, yeah. whatever the hell. You know, the Space Invaders ships, the yep. Pong paddles, Pac-Man, Mario. They just show up and start destroying everything. You know, that's and my favorite character from any video game is the Pong paddle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just the it left one. So I don't like the right one. I don't know. The backstory, I thought, got really convoluted. <laughs> anyway, I'm sorry. Go ahead. You were mm. saying about the, the in the short, the... the yeah. There is no real plot. It's just it happens, and in the end, the world is turned into a gigantic pixel. Which, right. by the way, pixels apparently are three-dimensional, and they're cubes. Right. Did you know that, Paul? You know, <laughs> voxels. <laughs> voxels, yeah. For reasons. Now, because, you know, which is stupid, because a pixel, by its very definition, is two-dimensional. Right. Is, anyway. Would you say that that's a good name for the film because of that? that yes. Yes. <laughs> it's like, hi, we're going to do something stupid right in the name. Yeah. Now, here it is. Adam. It starts off in 1982. Adam Sandler is a little video game nerd. Right. Although, excuse me, when he first... The, the major plot point is a video game arcade has just opened near, near his house. This is 1982. I don't know what part of the world he lives in that it took that long. Okay. And he has he has the classic chubby best friend and little nerdy chubby best friend, and it turns out that Sandler or little little Sandler is a natural uh, video game player, particularly a Donkey Kong, Galaga, a bunch of the old '80s video games that pretty much people occasionally download ROMs to put on their uh, Game Boys or their phones. Uh, his he ends up. In a, uh, uh, they, there is apparently a worldwide arcade game contest, like there were in 1982, yeah, or 83, <clears throat> and he and he goes up against another another kid or a young man who is, uh, a, a, basically the young Peter Dinklage. Okay, calls himself his name's Eddie. He calls himself the Fire Blaster. Does he? And, yes, <laughs> and. Uh, they end up playing in a in a one on one match in Donkey Kong, and the Fire Blaster wins. He, little Sandler's confidence. I'm sorry, his his character's name. He has a character name. I don't remember what it is because it's just Adam Sandler, like it is in all the movies. 
However, uh, I'm, I'm going to have to ask you to stop saying Little Sandler because it's rather <laughs> disturbing. Yeah, okay. We, we, do, we do not ever see his Little Sandler. Thank the lords. Yeah. So it, it destroys his confidence and ends up... Uh, suddenly we jump to 30 years later. He ends up being a middle-aged white schlub. Oh, yeah. what, a, yeah. what a reach. Yep, real stretch there. He, comes, he, he basically works for the nerd herd, huh? which uh, is like... This is such a trope, you know, the computer genius, hacker, whatever, who ends up working for what is effectively the geek squad. Ah. You know, we saw this, you know, in, in Independence Day, Jeff Goldblum ends up working at a cable company, even though he's got a doctor from MIT. You see this in the show Chuck. You see it's, it at Best Buy. <laughs> you see it all the time. It's a big thing in the movie. So, yeah, so that's what he does. His his chubby best friend, who, by the way, is an idiot, is play is an adult is played by Kevin James and he's the president of the United States. Oh, wait. Uh, yeah, that's president. Wait, oh, wait, wait, wait. Is this Paul Blart? Yes, <laughs> President Paul Blart, mall president. Wow. Now okay. you know what the sad thing was. This came out in 2015. In 2015, yeah. it's like, oh god, an idiot who can barely read is president. <laughs> <laughs> that's just absurd. Now it's like, wow, is this a documentary? So as you're saying, this film's very prescient, is what you're it's saying. It's surprisingly prescient, except mm. President Paul Blart is actually a nice guy. He's still Adam Sandler's best friend. For <laughs> some reason! <laughs> Sandler is this loser who is, quite honestly, probably a political liability. Yeah. Uh, and, not not uh, since Billy Beer have we had such... Okay. Yes. The, the other chubby best friend, who is just called the Wonderkin, is characters named Ludlow. He just sort of disappears from Sandler's life until the mo until this point in the movie. Mm. Uh, uh, there's also a, what is supposed to be a meet-cute between Sandler and uh, Michelle Monaghan, who is I'm... a single mom with an adorable, precocious moppet of a kid who's way too eloquent, and you're supposed to adore him and see him bond with Sandler, despite the fact I think he has six lines. Wait, I'm sorry. There's supposed to be a what? Yeah, there's supposed to be a meet-cute. What does that mean? A meet-cute is a thing in a movie where two people, a romantic couple, meet in some cute, goofy, or awkward way. Oh, I thought it was some sort of, you know, flesh giveaway that they do in the Midwest. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Maybe that's flesh. a meat raffle. What? I don't know. I meat, raffle? meat raffle? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it's a meet-cute. Except it's not cute, and you really have no idea why she would be interested in him at all, because quite honestly, he's kind of a jerk. Well, at least we don't see Adam Sandler's meat. So, no. <laughs> no. yeah. Going so, and the then Sandler. So basically, they decide. You know what? This this movie needs a human touch. It needs background characters. We need to have backstory. Thing is, no, we don't, because none of these characters are believable, and none of them, even though they're supposed to be, are likable. I see. So, <sighs> right. So that's the plot, right? Well, no, then... Oh, God. Uh, no, no, there's actually... Yeah, you see, this is... They even overcomplicated it. Going back to that video game contest... Yeah. Which is hosted by Dan Aykroyd. Ah. He's, yeah, there are a lot of cameos in this movie that you just don't... You just look and go, Oh, why? Did you need the money that bad? Okay. Dan, and Dan Aykroyd announces that they are going to be videotaping all of the games, like they did... Uh -huh. And then NASA is going to put a videotape of these games into a space probe, a la Voyager, and send it out into space. Okay. 
because it makes perfect sense that A, aliens would be able to play VHS tapes, <laughs> and B, they would understand what a video game is. Um, so I'm going to guess that uh, we're going to have to fall back on our old favorite here at Max Mike Movie, is that uh, the the um, explanation behind this is, of course, stuff and yeah. Yeah. Reasons. reasons. Yeah, Yeah. the aliens apparently take this videotape as a declaration of war. I'm also going to go on a limb here. I don't know that much about it. I'm not an astronaut. I'm not a scientist. Yeah. But um, I'm going to guess that the background radiation of, oh, I don't know, nearly any kind is probably enough to erase just about any videotape in, that's sent in theory, space. In theory, not really. You can just wrap it in lead foil. Well, then you can't watch it. <laughs> well, you, know, I, you, you assume that the aliens have the ability to unfold things. Uh, well, you know, that's that's yeah. assuming quite yeah, a lot. Yeah, I mean, on Voyager, it made they did it smart. They include there's a gold record, a solid gold record, so it won't corrode, it won't degrade, and they include a very simple audio playback device. Right. Yeah. No, this. Like, yeah, and we're hoping VHS. that the aliens have created VHS. It have been now. See, it would have been funny if they'd actually done it and it was beta, right? Because that would yeah. have been almost that actually would have been funnier. Yeah, that okay. would have been funnier. All right, so they send out. Yeah, this, this so video they tape. send out the and. Here is the other running gag, and this was this part could have been funny. All right, I'm holding they, my sides. Oh. Yeah, the the aliens do the bit of oh, we're broadcast first. It's a secret broadcast, and they're just broadcasting over every network and such. The way they communicate is they, they they communicate as famous '80s icons. Um. Like one of them shows up as Madonna, literally from uh, they they like redub or overdub uh, an actual video clip of Madonna saying, you know, puny earthlings, we are going to destroy you. Okay. Another time it's Mr. Rourke and Tattoo from Fantasy Island. Another one it's Hall and Oates. Okay. Yeah, it's all 80s stuff. Why, I don't know, because there's no implication that that was put on the videotape. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm it's sure they a... explain it all at the end of the film, right? Nope. Ah. There is rem very, very little is explained. It turns out these alien video game icons, character, whatever, are intelligent energy. Yeah, don't even try. The science is just like, blah, 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 look over there, something shiny. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And it and so basic, it basically is that Sandler and his friends, because of their mastery of 80s video games, which strangely they are the only three people in the world who were into video games in the 1980s or now yeah 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 and so they they come out and teach they everybody. save the world okay you know that's it the there's more but we'll get to it oh yes there's i have quite oh do i have questions so yeah, so that's yeah. the ladies and gentlemen that is the plot yeah pixels if you haven't seen it i'm sure you're gonna all want to rush out and see it or Please have don't. rushed out to see it Please no don't. no <laughs> Ooh, i might have picked a good one the lowdown. All right, so uh, we're going to go on to the question. Well, yeah. we've passed the swimsuit competition. We're going to go right <laughs> into questions. Um, so it's my memory that the trailer for this movie was overplayed in the theaters and for a very long time before it came out, almost leading to an Aquaman I'm sorry, yeah. syndrome. Do you remember this being the case? I do. I remember Sin Pixels was everywhere. And yeah. I think they were doing Burger King tie-ins and oh, boy. or McDonald's tie-ins or something. They were trying they there was serious market saturation. Yeah, and generally uh this is not a good sign. No. 
generally the more you see it the more they desperately want you to go to this movie the less exciting it's going to be yeah pretty much and uh, that that was the case i want to say too that uh a lot of times they do that and i'm guessing here i'm i'm no of real aficionado of the business side of movies but the opening weekend has become a huge marker when it comes Mm. to film successes like they almost don't care about the rest of the run (laughs) it's like if it makes big money in that first weekend oh good we can breathe easily now it's got to the point where they're trying to push so hard hoping if they can just get you into that seat that first weekend they literally don't have to worry about it afterwards even though that's really not the case mm. um, no, especially that's true because i remember and it took the tie-ins if they're really going to hit you over the head they're going to hand you stuff as you're walking into the theater yeah. so i remember when i went to see i think it was t2 uh, it was I, we saw it in downtown Boston. They were handing us out these big plastic drink thing. You know the, those old plastic drink things yeah. that have a plastic straw coming out of it. Yep. That said Subway on it. Now here's the problem in Boston at that time they didn't have any Subway. Oops. And we didn't know what we were like. Oh, this is to be used on the subway. Like we thought it was <laughs> for the tea, and we had no idea what subway was. So it's like you're you're trying to peddle something that we don't have. Like we can't buy this. There literally is no such thing here. Um. And so I think it actually, there is a Subway shop somewhere in the movie. I don't remember. But there was all this tie-in for Subway. And I think I remember seeing a lot of them in the trash can on the way out. So, you know. Uh, yeah, so Aquaman, just saying. Um, how much were you uh, How much were you dreading seeing this movie? I was dreading it a lot. Because I had <laughs> seen bits and pieces of it channel flipping on cable. Because mm-hmm. I've seen it and I, I, I would flip it and go, Hey, that's Peter Dinklage. Wow. Oh, <laughs> God! Wow! Hey, that's a spark of quality. Oh. oh, that the problem is there's a bunch of that in this. There's Sean Bean who they use in one scene. There's Brian Cox who yeah. is movie royalty in yeah. terms as character actor who's been in everything and he's completely wasted as the cranky old general. What? You know who directed this movie, by the way, Chris Columbus. Yeah, the guy who did the first two Harry Potter movies. Yeah. He's uh, actually he was really interested in this film. He when he was handed Ugh. the script, apparently he went to see, uh, he went to the studio, maybe even with Sandler. I don't remember mm-hmm. the story, but he went to see people about making another film. And on the way out of the meeting, Sandler handed him the script, and he was so tickled by the whole '80s thing that he's like, "I must make this." Ugh. So yeah, Good. you know. Oh well. Um, how many uh, how many Adam Sandler movies have you seen? I've seen a bunch. Yeah. Are you a fan? Um, you know, I used to like some of them. Some of them were kind of sweet. They were sort of old-fashioned, goofy. Um, the Wedding Singer is very charming. Mm-hmm. Even The Water Boy, which is one of, to me, his earliest sort of, I'm going to do one of my spazzy characters. It's sort of a variant of Canteen Boy from Saturday Night Live. That had some funny moments. And I was like, wow, Feruza Balk has grown up nicely. <laughs> but, okay. And... Uh, it's like Kathy Bates and Henry Winkler were in it. It's it's fun, and then I see those two are are not bad, and that's about it. And he's done an awful lot, like Billy Madison, doing, uh, Billy Ma- Billy Madison, Little Nicky, which oh. I actually watched. Isn't that the one where he's like got, he's the he's son the of the devil? devil. Okay. He's the son of the devil who is played played by Harvey Keitel. <laughs> yeah, 
he must have some real dirt on some you know well-known you know, Hollywood actors. Cause... I'm not sure what it is because I'll say this about Adam Sandler. According to what I read, he is apparently one of the nicest people in Hollywood. He is one of the best liked people. I, don't, I, don't I assume that. that's one of the reasons he can get all these incredible people to be in these absolute crap dogs. Wow. Because yeah, his reputation currently is um, not um, not, has, not huge. Well, he has his last move, few movies have not made a ton of money. Apparently, he's doing okay on Netflix. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, I, I have literally never watched an Adam Sandler movie, so I don't hmm. know. Like I say, he can be really funny. He was good on Saturday Night Live. His characters were funny. Oh, how many times have we heard that? Yeah. <laughs> he was good yeah. on Saturday Night Live. And like I say, yeah. a couple of his early movies were charming. And, you know, that uh, sort of Ace Ventura, you're embarrassed at la- to laugh at it, but you do. Uh-huh. I mean, there's a, that golf one, which I think is Happy Madison. I never saw it, but there's the famous scene. He gets in a fist fight with Bob Barker. <laughs> and that sequence is friggin' hilarious because Barker, who at that point is like 85, beats the crap out of him. <laughs> and I'm sure there's a lot of people who would have paid just to see that. It was worth it, really. But So he's somebody that, while at one point you might have been somewhat of a fan, you are yeah, not currently. I, I keep hoping he'll do something decent. Yeah. But he keeps not. Hmm. And it, there's also just, I'm sorry, Adam Sandler... He's not Brad Pitt. And yet, of course, they keep pairing him with these unbelievably beautiful women. Yeah, that's one of my questions later. I mean, never mind Feruza Balk. He was with Drew Barrymore, Michelle Monaghan, all these, uh, Brooklyn Decker, Jennifer Aniston. And it's like, okay, I I get the appeal. It's like, oh, hey, look, schlubby, not particularly handsome men. You can end up with these hotties. Yeah. And in this particular movie, in Pixels... It makes no sense. He does not earn the relationship at all. Yeah. There's no... It's We're supposed to be rooting for him to get the girl. And most of the time I spent was like, oh, God, get away from him. Really? <laughs> really? No. Yeah. Like, I don't care if your kid thinks he's cute. It's no. Yeah, there's a, a series on YouTube. I'm sure you've seen some of these, Max. It's called The Honest Trailer. And I, oh, yeah. So, you know, I'll watch that, too. And the honest trailer of this movie made it seem like a two-hour slog through a lack of humor and aged geeks trying to look cool and Mac on much cooler, younger women. Yeah. You're saying that that is a pretty true assessment. That is, that is a very solid assessment. There's other aspects of that. I mean, Paul Blart, Pre- President Paul Blart is married to Jane Krakowski, uh, who is was great on 30 Rock and Allie McBeal. She, you know, she's not as young as she was, but she's still gorgeous. And the worst, the I, there is actually a section of this that is really kind of offensive. The third buddy, the little chunky guy, is played by Josh Gad, the guy uh, who you who most people. He's been in a bunch of stuff, but most people know him as the voice of Olaf the Snowman from Frozen. Ah, yes, and he is a small round curly haired he looks like an ur nerd okay the one and character the char- from that movie i really wish had been removed but go ahead yeah and this is the character ludlow who has grown who as he grows has grown up into uh basically a, a, most of the characters in this are walking cliches he's the worst he is the app he literally he lives in his grandmother's basement he's a huge conspiracy theorist he's a hacker and he's obsessed with this made-up video game that they made up for the movie and this female character lady lisa oh wait wait i have an image does at any point in the movie the character lady lisa show up and become the weird science date of his dreams 
Wow, that's that's uncanny, Mike. That is just <laughs> uncanny. Does she? He even references that when she shows up. He <laughs> said, "I spent my whole childhood." Most of my life trying to figure out some weird science way to bring you to, to into reality. <laughs> now, Lady Lisa is supposed to, is from a martial arts game. She's supposed to be a badass in a miniskirt. Okay. And to be to be fair, she does a great job of standing there and looking good. She has no lines. She doesn't speak. And for some reason, for some reason, despite the fact she is an energy construct. You know, she's a video game sprite. She, when he surrenders, he throws down his weapons, refuses to fight her. He, she falls in love with him. Yeah. Okay. Again, without ever speaking. Did not see that. Uh, yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just predicted and then, it. I haven't even know, seen this movie. I mean, I'm giving away the ending, but when they beat the bad guys and all the video game sprites disappear, she disappears. No, stop, And yet don't. they find a way to bring her back. Of course. Because one of the gimmicks in this is... The aliens say we're challenging your your planet to three games. Uh-huh. You know, you got three lives basically, and uh-huh. each time, if they win, they take an Earthling as a trophy. I don't know why. And if they if we win, they give us uh, one of their warriors as a trophy. I see. Like one, so- for some, they give us the dog from Hunting Season. Okay. Although it never it disappears. Duck and then hunt. they give us the duck hunt. That was it. And then they give us Cubert, and Cubert becomes a character in the movie for some reason. Yeah, except Cubert can talk, uh, actual uh-huh. speak. Yeah, Cubert can speak English. But that, uh, but that with yeah, yeah. Uh, and at the end, Cubert decides to turn himself into Lady Lisa. Uh, yeah. Yes, hey, do we ever and, see Cubert poop? <laughs> no, we do see him pee. Ah, okay. Well, there you go. Yeah. That brings the quality level back up in the yeah, movie. Yeah, that gives so you an idea. If they win, they take a human as a trophy. So were you sitting during the film hoping, praying the aliens would win and take Adam Sandler with them? I was hoping the aliens would win and do what they said they were going to do, which was destroy the planet, and I hope they were going to kill him first. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Ugh. Now, see, it's funny because uh, having seen just the trailer... Uh, my, my thoughts were that Sandler seemed more reserved, uh, you know, again, at least in the trailer, often just gesturing at other characters as if to remind them they now have a line. Did you <laughs> find his performance more nuanced, subtle, effective? I wouldn't say subtle, but at least he doesn't overplay it the way he often does. He wasn't doing the clown. Okay. He was trying to play the everyman. He was just, he, so he, I mean, he has one sequence, he walks into the National Security Council while the president is addressing them, it starts, you know, when the general is talking, he says, whoa, someone take grandpa's car keys. He's about to drive us off a cliff and calling people names and insulting. I'm like, why has the Secret Service not wrestled him to the ground and tased the living hell out of him? <laughs> That's because he's the president's friend, but still. Yeah, okay. I, and yeah, he's basically the guy who, you know, oh, I'm going to speak truth to power and I'm just, I'm the one sane guy. Because in a way, he, it's true. Of his group of friends, you know, Josh Gads, Ludlow is just socially crippled, ridiculous character. He's a cartoon. Uh, Kevin James is an idiot. And, oh, yes, they do bring back Fire Blaster. That's, um, that's Peter Dinklage's character with a mullet. Okay. Would you say and, that the mullet is outacting Adam Sandler at any point? No, but it's certainly outacting Kevin James and Josh yeah. Gad. I, I think I just oh, blarted. Poor, um, 
Poor Peter Dinklage. I don't. I hope they backed a moving van full of money up to his house. And, and uh, Dinklage is cool, but is his cool enough to allow him to shrug off this film? No, no. Wow. I think this film really hurt. Is going to hurt him. I think it's going to hang around his neck. Oh, that's too bad. Okay. Yeah, and because I I don't know what the hell he's doing in this movie. The whole movie he is speaking. He's supposed to be this arrogant little jerk who it turns out cheated to win the video games. <gasps> Gasp. <laughs> yeah, apparent, which, yeah, well, we can get to that in terms of, if we start talking about the things in this movie that don't make sense, that's a whole show. Because <laughs> it doesn't, there's no doing. internal consistency, they don't even bother with logic. But it, uh, he, he spends the whole movie with this really weird, affected way of speaking. So he's talking like this, I'm the fire blaster, ooh, fire blaster's gonna take care of this. I don't even know what he's trying to do. I swear to God, he just... Someone just said to him, okay, um, Pete, we need you to talk kind of like a cartoony character. And he, well, picked, you know, and he picked Stewie? I don't know. It wasn't even Stewie. I can't even describe what it does. It's, I've never heard anyone talk like that. Oh, okay. But he's terrible. And, of course, the lines he get are idiotic. Ugh. It's, it hurts. It really is painful to watch him. We've been bashing on... on on Adam pretty hard here, mm. at least mostly I have, but would you mm. say that the world has in fact been unfair to Adam Sandler? In general? Well, what do you mean unfair? He's he's one of the most successful people in Hollywood. He's rich. That's he's what well I mean. Known. Has the world been unfair? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, because he's also apparently a really nice guy, and I like yeah. the idea that a nice guy can do well, even I, if he's not particularly talented. I hate that. I am so tired of finding out people that I want to rag on are nice people. <laughs> Look, bad actors, be terrible. Like, yeah, you know, yeah, kick I, puppies I, and, and yeah. Yeah, draw like nasty the, wangs on babies with markers and stuff. I call it the Keanu Reeves syndrome. I know. It's like, <laughs> oh, I feel so terrible. All the years I've made fun of him and stuff, and he's like, everyone has said he's such a, here, have a $1,000. Yeah. You know, oh, I, I don't want that. I want Sadler uh, to be a jerk. <laughs> God. And some of the stuff in here, at one point, one of the monsters they have to deal with is Pac-Man. Uh-huh. And they say the only way to deal with him is with ghosts. Yeah, that brings up a question. <laughs> and the ghosts are Mini Coopers with basically Google Street View cameras on them. Yeah. It's supposed to be force fields that if they bump into him, it destroys him. Which, it, this, mm, so that brings up something else and something else and something else. Well, it's this, this it, long it, cascade of horrible. Yes. One of the questions that that brought up when I watched, and this is just a trailer. Remember, I have not seen this film. Uh, is the product placement as blatant and insulting as it seems in the trailer? Oh, it really is. There is so <laughs> much product placement. The cars, the clothing, the yeah. drinks, the food. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. It's, 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 it's pretty obvious. What's really kind of annoying is, and they made a big deal of this in the trailer, is they bring in, to help fight Pac-Man, they bring in Professor Toru Iwatani. Well, they sort of do. They don't. Yes, they do. He, they do. He, yeah. Toru, He's in the, the background. He plays yeah. a repairman. <laughs> he plays a repairman. The guy they have playing Toru, who Iwatani is a Japanese actor who is right. best known, I think, as Shinji from Johnny Mnemonic. <laughs> you know, nobody is best known from yeah, Johnny yeah. Mnemonic or Johnny Moronic. As that's as again one of the annoying. I have thirty-two psi in my head. <laughs> <laughs> that's Johnny Pneumatic. Yeah. All right, I forgot. If you've not seen Johnny Moronic, uh, yeah. Yeah. There was this weird thing in Hollywood where, for a short period of time, they're like, hey, we really need to adapt all these Philip K. Dick things. And That, that, that was uh, William Gibson. 
Was it William Gibson? Oh yeah, yeah was... so it was. That's right. That's right. That's right. Yep. And, and sadly, I think that's the, is that the only thing that they've adapted I from Gibson. Think... That's the only one I've ever heard of. Which is just too dang bad, because yeah, Gibson's got such great material. I will admit, some of his technology is problematic, because we've yeah. basically said, yeah, about all that stuff you predict, we're not going to do that. Yeah. We're, we're going to do this. It's like, yeah, a lot uh, of his books really lend themselves to cinematic stuff. Yeah, I mean, I, there's a whole bunch of stuff in Burning Chrome I would love to see adapted, because I... I so Cyberpunk was a very short-lived and very narrow sub-niche, mm-hmm. sub-genre uh, in science fiction. Um, and you can really point to probably about five examples that aren't books where they did a decent job. Maybe not even that. And pretty much the king of all movie cyberpunk is Blade Runner. Yeah. And one of the reasons it's king is because William Gibson, who was working on Neuromancer at the time, went to see uh, Blade Runner. And the story goes that after about 20 minutes, he leapt out of his seat and ran out of the theater because it was starting to feel too much like what he was trying to do and he didn't want to be influenced. <laughs> uh, I will go on to say that Neuromancer and, and Blade Runner have very little to do with each other, at least the yeah. movie. Um, but it's, and the, the big problem is, is that it's very 80s based. Um, so you've got all of the, although if you go back to our show about, um, uh, what was the, the, the wonderful musical I made you watch? Uh, uh, repo, the repo, Re- yeah. So apparently, the hot topic is still doing buco business <laughs> by selling, you know, lots of vinyl and stuff from the eighties. But uh, anyway, we're we're totally off topic here. Yes, but, we are. Uh, right. So, um, was Martha Stewart actually in this? Sort of. Because Eddie or Fire Blaster Peter Dinklage, he ha- he's been in prison because he uh, I don't know he pulled some hack. It doesn't matter. And they decide they need him to help fight the aliens because he's the only one who's got the same kind of skills that Sandler and uh, Josh Gad have. So he has all these demands. He wants well, you an know, island. Video, video games went out of favor back around 1987. Yeah, and nobody, nobody has played again, them since. Nobody else. And it's like, <laughs> hey, you know where it might be a good idea? Why don't we go to Japan where, you know, they invented a lot of these and a lot of them, it's still part of the culture. And No, 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 no. Only Americans, only these three, four guys know how to play. Yeah. Really? Sure. <laughs> I mean, come on. If you took one of today's Twitch gamers, these yeah. guys sit down at Donkey Kong and they rack up high scores in 30 seconds because they've got the reflexes and the speed and these games are painfully simple to them. Yeah. I, I mean, I think it's fa- safe to say that video games have never been more popular than they are now. I would think so. Would you say I mean, that their use in this movie was a way of making the movie relevant, or does it just feel like yet another midlife crisis spewed across the silver screen? Oh, it feels like a huge midlife crisis. At one point, Sandler is watching uh, the kid of his attempted love interest play a modern game. It's in the trivia somewhere. I don't know. I, who cares? Right. But it's a shoot 'em up It's a first-person shooter. And he's complaining. It's like, wow, this is just so violent. I'm sure it's bad for you. And how can you play this? It's... There's no patterns. There's the, where's the math? Because that's the whole thing is how a lot of these guys win is they figure out the patterns okay. that the uh, video games have, or at least that's what they claim in this. I think that's a vast oversimplification. But well, to be fair, the earlier ones it was true. There were certain patterns, and you would know that this is where the monsters came out. They always hit this, that, blah, 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 blah. So there was yeah, some truth it, to that. It was the idea that they would always follow a pattern. Right. Which then begs the question: Why do these super advanced aliens who just who had First of all, they just had a videotape of a few few of these games. How did they duplicate the same patterns? Because they do. That's one of the reasons Sandler and the others are so effective. 
They um, duplicate exactly the same patterns, and he can figure them out. And that's why, for instance, there is a sequence where Centipede attacks, which visually, I will say, is pretty cool. And they have all of the army there with these specially created light cannon, photon flippers, I don't know. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Ray guns. And they can't beat them. They can't. It's like, we can't figure out the pattern. So Sandler and, and Ludlow grab a couple of these blasters, and they're kicking ass. Uh-huh. With despite the fact, by the way, these are guns. These are not video game controllers. These are not the controls for centipede that they're used to. But they instantly master these weapons, just like when they are driving the Mini Coopers after Pac-Man. They suddenly master combat driving. Ah, uh, well, you know, maybe they saw the Italian yeah. job, and that was that was good. Uh, yeah, um, yeah, doesn't make doesn't make any sense. This film is starting to sound a little bit like. Uh, the Last Starfighter, which is an '80s film. Oh no, that's a that's a real disservice to The Last Starfighter. Okay. Uh, Robert, because there it's one game, and the thing is, a, it's a test. And strangely, it has that Robert ca- Preston in it. it. Yes, amazingly, it has Robert Preston. You know what this movie reminds what? me of? And it came out before is Ready Player One. Yeah, this is another movie where they're saying, "Hey, guess what, nerds." Those useless skills that your parents used to complain that you spent all your time developing and that have brought you nothing in life. Oh, no, they're going to be able to save the world. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, okay, this is just painful. Are you a video game enthusiast? I am Have not. you ever played a video game and that you liked? And if so, which ones? Well, if you mean a video game like an arcade yeah, game? Anything that wasn't, a, anything that wasn't a board game. Because, well... well Oh, sure. I mean, I like, you know, I like the Diablo games. I know that, but our audience yeah. doesn't. <laughs> yep. I was a big, I'm a big fan of Diablo. I was physically, I was actually, I am convinced, addicted to Doom. I mean, I really was. I, I frightened myself with that game. I got, I would sit down, this was back in the 90s, I was in grad school. I'd sit down and say, I'm going to play for like 45 minutes and then I'll grade these papers. And then suddenly it's like, why are my shoulders hurting? Oh God, it's been four hours. Wow. Yeah, yeah, and Max I, is my best friend, and I still to this day cannot picture him playing any video game. It's just not something that you generally are interested in. I, it's not. Uh, in the days of the arcade, I wasn't that into it. I was no good at any of them. I was terrible. Mm-hmm. And I didn't have any knack or any kind of uh, affinity for them, so I didn't try to get better. I found them, I just they just didn't work for me. I love to watch other people play them because people were good at them, and it's like, wow, that's amazing. I was never into it. I've... After Doom, I just burned out. I like Diablo mostly for the social aspect. I don't really want to play it by myself. Mm. There, since then, I've never really been into uh, into video games. Mm. Yeah, I, I'm. There's some I like. Um, it's mm. you know, and I remember playing most of the games that I saw in the trailer that are in here. Centipede, Cubert. Um, I played these games, and it, you know, I was never that good either. Mostly, I ran out of quarters. <laughs> uh, but yeah. it, they didn't make me oh. want to see it. So, yeah. Yeah. Oh. Uh, we, I didn't finish oh, uh, something you had asked about Martha Stewart being in the movie. Yes, I was saying, you know, Eddie, Peter Dinklage's character has all these demands. All of them are ridiculous. I was wondering if he was improv them because they just sounded so pulled out of the air. Maybe he's and just thinking, the, you know, I hate this movie. I'm going to make the budget bigger. Here we yeah. go. And at one point he says, and I want, I want a date with Serena Williams and Martha Stewart. And they, they negotiate him down to just Serena. He said, I want to... I want to meet. I want to hang out with them in the Lincoln bedroom in the White House. 
And they negotiate him down to Serena Williams meets him at uh, this fancy dress party, which they decide to have in the middle of the war. Oh. I don't know why. Okay, Except, so Martha Stewart's mentioned, but she doesn't actually show up. I will get there. Okay. So Serena shows up. She and Serena Williams is an astonishing athlete and, by the way, looks really good in a ball gown. But it also looks like she could literally kick Peter Dinklage through four walls. <laughs> and she she's not an actor, although she does a pretty good job of acting disgusted with being in this movie. <laughs> I mean, it's supposed to be discussed with the character of Eddie because Eddie is a jerk, but he's just. But it's just the way she looks around. It's like I can't believe I'm doing this. The final, one of the final scenes when it's the big hero scene, the here's the medal for everybody but Chewbacca scene. <laughs> uh, he get, uh, you know, they're all everyone's hugging and all the the love interests are making out, and Peter Dinklage is just sort of nodding, and he's been redeemed, and he gets this buzz on his pager <laughs> this is remember this movie is 2015 and he takes out his pager and it says hey hero meet me in the lincoln bedroom and he looks up at the window of the white house and he sees serena williams in her tennis skirt waving at him and then martha stewart steps into the window holding a sandwich <laughs> which she probably made herself i am sure she did <laughs> she knitted it when she was yeah. off screen so she does show up in a long shot for two seconds now, to be fair, could it have been, in fact, a look-alike? It's possible, except she is mentioned in the credits. Oh, well, there you go. Oh, yeah. maybe she knitted another one. <laughs> <laughs> it might have been. Yeah. Um, so this film seems to follow a familiar pattern of trying to grab cheap reactions by destroying famous landmarks on screen. Oh, yeah. does, this does this tactic work? No, not at all. Because, first of all, they don't do a very good job of making the landmarks that recognizable. Because they're filming in, what was it, Toronto? Yeah. Well, I it's thought like, one of them, didn't, don't they destroy the Taj Mahal? Well, they destroyed something that was supposed to look like the Taj Mahal. I didn't think it was, it, it looked very much like the Taj Mahal. Maybe they shot it at the Lego store. Oh. I don't know. <laughs> and they destroy a lot of what are supposed to be New York buildings, but aren't. Uh, there's a lot of property destruction and a lot of, oh, look, there's Mario. It's a me, Mario, except he doesn't <laughs> say, none of them talk. Uh, well, except Cubert. <laughs> yes, for some reason, Cubert talks. And he pees. And he pees. And turns into a hot blonde woman. With <sighs> who, by the way, there is a mid-credits scene. Oh, good. Which shows you, you you see picture of, you know, Josh Gad and Lady Lisa apparently have gotten married. And you hear a voice say, Daddy's home. And you see a crib full of little Cuberts. Um, yeah, so not only... <laughs> That's not icky. Not oh yeah. He not only could he mate with this living energy thing, they could reproduce, and they could reproduce the image of a video game character. Yeah, yeah. It's I, I know it's supposed to be a gag, but most when I saw it, I was just like ew 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 ew. <laughs> well, I would like to give you extra points for sitting through the credits. Jeez, yeah. Because <laughs> I'll tell you, the films that we watched in this series so far, as soon as the first one pops up, I hit stop. Mm. Uh, I, I don't know if there were any end or middle credit scenes for Showgirls. I don't care. I I'm it. sorry. Showgirls. Yeah. Um, and since I threw it out, I'll never know. Um, yeah, so on a rating of 1 to 10, with 10 being the whitest, how white was this film? <laughs> Oh boy, I'd say uh, ten being the whitest. I'd say it was about a nine point five. There were, a, there were couple of black characters. Neither of them had lines, 
one of the characters Josh Gad refers to as a Nubian god. Okay, because that's not insulting. No, not at all. I yeah. will admit that guy is built like a friggin' god, but yeah, but the, he's the, one the, of the soldiers. No, there's there's uh, let's see, is there? Uh, one of the guys in the Security Council is black. One of there. Oh no, there is one soldier who's taken as, oh god, who's taken as a trophy. Uh, oh okay. yeah, yeah. And there's an in, oh no, and there's a couple of Indian characters. Uh, each, well, each of whom get about two lines. So yeah, maybe a nine as opposed to nine point four eight. Yeah, it's okay. very white. Yeah. Uh, on on in a sort of related uh, question, how bro is this film? It seems very bro. Well, it's well, old bro, old white bro. How? It's it's nerd bro. Oh, you know, it's not yuck. so much like a uh, punch on the arm. It's more like, eh, you remember those video games, ha. <laughs> bro. And, or worse, bra. I never understood that one. It's like, why are two guys calling each other a uh, form of lingerie for women? I never... <laughs> bra. I, I think it actually is, comes from some Hawaiian term or other South Sea, some South sea term. I think it's Hawaiian for um, over-the-shoulder boulder holder. But that's <laughs> could have been, could have been. So it would be bro yeah. if they were, in fact, capable, but... It would have been bro if you... you know, there's not a lot of chemistry between anybody in this movie... Uh, there's a, I mean, you you sort of can you can buy that Kevin James and Adam Sandler are friends. Yeah, they they, they have kind of a connection. You can't buy that that Kevin James is president of the United States. That's just like you you get the feeling they were writing the script and like, okay, Kevin James is a, a pest removal specialist or a, works in construction. Now let's make him president. Okay, sure, why not? <laughs> but you know, we shot all this other stuff. Yeah, yeah, we got five minutes. Put him in a suit. <laughs> Get me a mock-up set of the Oval Office, which they show several times. Uh, yeah, uh, I believe there is one, like just constantly there on the studio lots. Yeah, probably. Um, they just have one. Uh, I think I actually remember seeing it. Uh, come to think of it, I think it's on. Is it Sony? Might be the Sony tour. It might have been. It might have been Warner Brothers too. But there's just it is, for the best part was that when it's not being used, it's just full of junk. So it's like, there's the president's desk, there's the window, and there's, you know, a suit of armor and a box of cereal and whatever, because that's actually I, how I like to picture the Oval <laughs> Office. I, I uh, do have to say there is one moment that made me chuckle a little. Oh, because I was going to ask that. Yeah, just one. And it comes out of nowhere, and it's the the climax to a really unfunny series of jokes. And it's, one of the attacks is going to happen in England. That's where Sean Bean shows up. Ah, England, otherwise known as Ontario. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Jolly old chap. On the left, on the left, <laughs> dickweed! She <laughs> can't believe how much I'm in London. Uh, yeah, so it's supposed to be in London, and the president is consulting with the prime minister, who is this very tough woman who is supposed... She's not really supposed to be Maggie Thatcher or anybody, but she speaks... It, one of the gags is she speaks all the time in English slang, and Kevin James has no idea what she's saying. Oh, like, yes, we'll give them a ruddy seeing to those wallabies. And he's, and he's like, I have no idea what she's saying. And this happens a couple of times. And then at the end, when they win, and they're just jumping up and saying, oh, gosh, he gave, he gave those ruddy custom munches, what for? And he goes, what are you talking about? And she just screams, I don't know! <laughs> and that, the, okay. way, the timing of that and the way she does it, that made me smile. There was also a joke which I didn't laugh at during the movie, but is kind of funny when you know there is a sequence with Sean Bean in the park, in a London park where the attack is going to happen. They're trying to get a bunch of soccer, excuse me, football players out of the park. 
And Josh Gad is saying, yeah, we're about to be attacked by a bunch of, of alien video game creatures. And the guys just look at him. And then Sean Bean says, we're filming a lager commercial. And they go, <laughs> oh, okay. And they wander off. Sean Bean's first job was in a lager commercial. Ah, okay. Yeah. So uh, the the correct term is football hooligans, just no, so you know. They aren't really. To be fair, they're not hooligans. They're just a bunch of English guys play, who are playing a bit of footy. Um, hooligans, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, were, was... were there were there any stirring musical numbers? Did we have any montages? Oh. Uh, feminine uh, hygiene commercials. There's a lot of eighties eighties music shoved oh, in good. this during the centipede fight scene where Josh and Adam come into their own or somehow develop amazing skills with these laser cannons. They are doing it to a very loud version of everybody's working for the weekend. Yeah, which oh, A, sorry. is so overplayed, and B, makes no sense. Hmm. It doesn't fit. It's not a fight song. It's, it's just bouncy. Okay. And that's the only one I remember. There are probably other songs, but I don't remember them. Just enough but, for a soundtrack. Yeah. Was the uh, I have two more questions and then we're going to wrap yeah. up. But uh, was the movie at any point actually exciting? No, you don't care about any of it. It was visually impressive. Some of the ways I'll say that some of the ways they do the they make the video characters appear looks very good. Did you see the original short? I did because I thought they did a great job in that little two and a half minute YouTube video. They it's do a, a very good job. Looks great. And, and quite honestly, my feeling was, I'll just watch this. It's yeah, two, honestly, two minutes and 30 seconds. Yeah, and, folks, if you want to see something about like video game characters attacking New York, watch that. It's better. And it's Paul Blart free. Yeah, it is 100% <laughs> less Paul Blart. <laughs> and my final question mm. uh, of the questions that I brought up to, to ask, I shouldn't keep saying brought up because yeah. that, uh, yeah. Uh, was the movie... You, you know, in focus? <laughs> it was in focus. Ah, so it gets a point for focus. Yes. And, and if I have to dig up anything else, and I will say this for Christopher Columbus, the pacing most of the time is decent. It moves along. There are some points it just grinds to a halt. Usually when they're trying to do any of the romance between Sandler and Michelle, I am so out of your league, Monaghan. Now, I think it was like, what, an hour and 40 minutes? Something like an that. It wasn't minutes. too bad. Yeah, so it wasn't yeah. too bad. No. no right, no. so um, we're going to get to the end and uh, find out how Max felt about this. <laughs> yes, because so I've been so subtle about it up to this point. <laughs> yeah, I admit yeah. this series is kind of like, we're, we're, I'm actually waiting for the film that one of its, get, you know, how they're going to end, and then it turns out we actually like it. But yeah. I, so far, that's not been even close to a no, problem. No. The Roundup. So Max, how yeah. much did you enjoy Pixels? Uh, not. Not? Okay. No, there is, there is, I would never watch this movie again. I would never <laughs> recommend it to anybody. I am so sorry, Peter Dinklage. You are yeah. the only one I feel bad for. Except for the rest of the audience. Um, well, yes, except for everyone who watched it. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, this is awful. So, uh, it sounds like I might have actually had a decent hand. How would you rate my hand? Like, what's your, what's your prediction on what, I think what cards you, this would you be? You pulled a solid straight. I think you pulled a Ooh. high card straight. Ooh, wow. I was hoping for bad, but I didn't know it would be bad. bad. Yeah, no. I'd say that's that's a serious one. So next week, yeah. unless you have any further thoughts on Pixels besides no, stop, and don't. <laughs> yeah, Please. No, no um, stop and don't. Yeah, no, this was a movie that was a... It was special effects with characters tacked on. Okay. 
So you're saying that the the voxels, remember those are 3D yeah. pixels, everyone. Uh, you learned something today. See, we taught people. We did something good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we're full of my... wisdom. <laughs> um, so uh, this film, uh, you're saying, is that the voxels had more depth than the characters. <laughs> yes, yes, they did, and were more believable. Okay. Oh, hey, except for Kubert peeing yeah. and talking because Kubert. Right. So next week, Max's hand, the mm-hmm. film he is inflicting on me. Uh, stars Patrick Stewart. So quite honestly, I don't think he's got a shot because how bad could a Patrick Stewart film be? Uh, next week's film, yeah, if, yeah, if, absolutely. <laughs> if you missed it, the announcement at the end of last week's show, will be the Emoji Movie. The Emoji Movie. The a first film... American movie shown in Saudi Arabia. <laughs> I kill you! Uh, <laughs> I, that's actually not even quoting what's his Jeff Foxworthy. That's actually quoting... Um, uh, Gabriel Iglesias, Gabriel Iglesias, yeah. who say who who according to him, when he went and played Saudi Arabia, their number one favorite comic is uh, Jeff Foxworthy no, doing Jeff Dunham. Oh, Jeff, Jeff Dunham. Dunham. I'm sorry, Jeff Dunham doing that character, the 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 bomber. I can't remember his name, but uh, Ahmed, yeah. the dead terrorist. Yes, there you go. I you guys, you. you guys don't find that offensive? No, I kill you. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, next week uh, the Patrick Stewart uh, vehicle because I think I should... he's like sixth or seventh down on the yeah, list he, I don't he, got... he's not the star I, I think he plays the poo doesn't he yes he taught he plays the poo emoji yeah so patrick stewart has a talking poo now this is the film of course based on you know those two-dimensional characters that you poke at in your phone yeah so the backstory is well established and the <laughs> history of their their doings and and adventures are well known to everyone oh yeah and the meaning will be clear. But uh, so tune in next week when we take on the film that uh, might do things like or or hork. Uh, and you too can hork along with Max and Mike at the movies. Yep, until then. Beep. This has been a co-production of The Voice of Max and the movie wrench. Thank you.